0: Old routines die hard, like those multiple cups of coffee and sugary energy drinks to stay alert. Well, I discovered a healthier way to get the sustained energy I need without all the caffeine and sugar. Superbeats Heart Chews. I just unwrap a chew or two in the morning and let Superbeats Heart Chews do the rest. I feel great about what I'm doing for my health. Join me in the new way to start your day with Super Beats Heart Shoes. I challenge you to try it for 30 days and give them your feedback. No more afternoon coffees, energy drinks, and candy for a quick pick-me-up. I've been taking Super Beats Heart Shoes for years, and it's an easy and convenient on-the-go boost to your overall health and energy. Make Superbeats Beats choose an essential part of your busy day. To make it easy to get started, I got you up to forty-five percent off plus free shipping at dana'sbeats.com. Hurry, it's their best offer available anywhere. That's dana'sbeats.com for up to forty-five percent off. dana'sbeats.com Today, the Republican-controlled Supreme Court has achieved their dark, extreme goal of ripping away women's right to make their own dis- reproductive health decisions because of Donald Trump, Mitch McConnell, and the Republican Party, their supermajority in the Supreme Court, American women today have less freedom than their mothers.
1: Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, reacting in these last uh, minutes to the decision that came down from the Supreme Court today, overturning Roe v.ersus Wade in a historic decision released today, June the 24th. That brings a sudden and dramatic end to a nearly half century of national of national, n- nationwide legalized abortion in the United States. Now, this opinion in the Mississippi abortion case, Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization, is widely seen as the Supreme Court's most highly anticipated and consequential ruling since Roe. It not only overturns Roe the landmark 1973 abortion case, but also Casey versus Planned Parenthood, a 1992 decision that affirmed Roe. Quote, abortion presents a profound moral question. The Constitution does not prohibit the citizens from each state regulating or prohibiting abortion. Roe and Casey arrogated that authority, the opinion states. We now overrule these decisions and return that authority to the people And their elected representatives. Welcome to the Dana Show. I am Brett Witterbull, In for Dana today. Uh, This is no doubt a historic decision coming down from the Supreme Court. It is fraught. It is fraught with political tension. We know about the threats to churches and crisis pregnancy centers that have been manifest in these last uh, two months since some person still unknown but to God The uh, the individual who released the uh, the the draft of this document, a document that was uh, so incendiary to people on the left that we watched uh, a man travel from Simi Valley, California to Washington, D.C. in an effort to murder Brett Kavanaugh now. There are some things that need to be abundantly clear here. The decision does not ban or criminalize abortion. The narrative, the talking points that you're getting out there are telling you the decision bans and criminalizes abortion. No, Nor does it recognize an unborn child's constitutional right to life. But in one breathtaking stroke, as the National Catholic Register notes, um, the court's action sweeps away the entrenched legal barriers created and strictly enforced by the federal judiciary that for decades have blocked states like Mississippi from heavily restricting or prohibiting the killing of unborn children in the womb. In the process, this decision ushers in a new era of abortion politics in the U.S., with the battleground now shifting to state legislatures. Those democratically elected bodies are now free to debate and regulate abortion as they see fit as happened throughout American history before the Supreme Court federalized the issue. Now, let's remember what happened. This ruling marks a watershed moment for the Catholic Church, for the wider pro-life movement in the United States, which have painstakingly sought Roe's reversal since the landmark 7-2 decision handed down January 22, 1973. This opinion was written by Associate Justice Sam Alito, Jr., Associate Justices Clarence Thomas, Neil Gorsuch, Brett Kavanaugh, and Amy Coney Barrett joining the opinion, Justice uh, John Roberts, the Chief Justice, filed an opinion concurring with the judgment, and the Associated Justices uh, Stephen Breyer, Sonia Sotomayor, and Elena Kagan dissented. The outcome of Dobbs comes as little surprise, uh, but it's important to understand a couple of things here, folks. This has been the standard... um, for the last 18,050 days. We're talking about 49 years, 18,050 days. This has been the standard by which it was measured, and over that period of time, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the numbers. 61 million, lost to abortion, 18,000 days. That number is 3,379 people every day for the 18,050 days. These are the important numbers that we have to consider, that we have to look at. In Roe versus Wade, the court rules that states could not ban abortion before viability, which the court determined to be between 24 and 28 weeks in a pregnancy. 20 years later, the court upholds Roe versus Wade. In Planned Parenthood versus Casey, the 92 ruling said that while states could regulate pre-viability abortions, They could not enforce an undue burden defined by the court as a substantial obstacle in the path of a woman seeking an abortion of a non-viable fetus. So Mississippi's Gestational Age Act, which is the subject in the Dobbs case, directly challenged both decisions because it bans abortion after 15 weeks, well before the point of viability. And so this is what sets all of this in motion now. Now let's get to the nitty-gritty politics. Uh, the the granular nature of politics. Ask yourself this question: If you wanted to go to Washington D.C. and lobby your representative or representatives to change policy to change law, how successful do you think you'd be? If you brought a hundred people, if you brought a thousand people, if you brought ten thousand, a hundred thousand people. Would you be able to lobby effectively your representatives there in the Congress of the United States, which is where the bill would have to uh, would have to emerge from? It'd be a hard thing to do. Would it be easier to go to your state legislature in the capital of your state to go and lobby those lawmakers? Yes, it would. By transferring this back to the states, uh, you're, you're not only... Uh, Looking at the issues involving the 10th Amendment, right, where all the rights are reserved to the states that are not enumerated for the federal government. You also have a greater likelihood of success if you want to go to the state legislature, the state capitol, and argue for a change in policy, whatever that policy is. Outlawing abortion, allowing abortion. It's the federal government that has been taken out of the equation, it's the federal government that doesn't get to make that decision. And let's be honest here when it comes to the history, right? So for 49, 50 years, this has been the the the, the standard by which uh, decisions were made. But for 185 years, for 185 years before you get to 1972, the federal government had no role in determining uh any policy as it related to life, as it related to abortion, as it related to uh, birth, uh, any of these, any of these issues. It was only in 1973 that, that you get to a place where suddenly the Supreme Court creates this new approach on this issue. And, and that that is the very essence of all of this. Now, you're going to hear a lot about Jane's revenge, and you're going to hear a lot about Ruth sent us, and we're going to hear from President Biden uh, coming up here really in a matter of minutes. You've heard from Speaker Pelosi, but I, I thought that this was a particularly uh, brilliant tweet that came out, and this is from a person uh, who goes by the Twitter handle, in chains in jail. Okay, that, that's, that's how the person um, is, is uh, tagged, or is, is their, it's their uh, name. The funny thing about the situations in Dobbs and NYSRPA is that the Democrat Party had 50 years to add something about abortion to the Constitution, thereby incorporating it to the states they chose not to. This person observes Roe versus Wade being overturned is on them entirely because you were relying on. A precedent in the Supreme Court to hold. I mean, every time you see a Supreme Court justice confirmation battle taking place on Capitol Hill at the, at the, at the Senate, what do you hear? A precedent, precedent, settled law, settled law, precedent, precedent. Don't fall for that argument. Once upon a time... Uh, The Dred Scott case was a precedent. Plessy versus Ferguson was a precedent. The 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 standard before Brown versus Board of Education, the segregation laws uh, championed by the Democratic Party, uh, these were all these were all precedents. How do you end slavery? You have an amendment to the Constitution. How do you uh, engender uh, equal rights to people in this country? You you do it by by amending the Constitution women's right to vote african-americans could not be enslaved people could not be enslaved in this country any longer they didn't rely on supreme court decisions you went and got an amendment to the constitution there is absolutely zero nothing nada stopping individuals from going to their state capitals Proposing an amendment that would enshrine the protections of abortion and then putting it through the legislative rigors and process to get that thing ratified and put into the Constitution. You absolutely have that power. But instead, what you're going to do is you're going to watch a lot of political porn. And I don't mean literally political porn. I'm talking about the political porn that is going to take place and play out on all the cable channels. Uh, This is going to be about winding people up and getting them outraged and getting them angry and maybe hoping, just hoping, if you can get a little political violence out of this, well, then these producers are going to feel really good about job, job well done. But at the end of the day, the Supreme Court decided 6-3 to overturn Roe versus Wade, the landmark ruling that established the constitutional right to abortion in the United States in 1973. But there was never anything offered up to defend that constitutional uh, assertion, that constitutional right. And that is ultimately what it comes down to, folks. We've got a lot we're going to unpack. We'll let you hear all the reactions that are out there. We'll be watching very closely. We'll be listening to uh, President Biden when he speaks shortly. Next hour, we'll visit with uh, with a terrific uh, guest who's going to come on from Alliance Defending Freedom. Uh, and we're going to hear their take. They were instrumental in being part of that Dobbs Bill. A lot straight ahead. I am so happy to be with you here today on this historic day. Uh, I am Brett Wooderbull. You're listening to The Dana Show.
0: It's getting hot outside, mostly from all the grills firing up. Summer grilling is upon us, and if you're looking for the perfect cuts to put on your grill this year, look no further than Good Ranchers. Good Ranchers is the place to get 100% American meat this summer. I love how easy it is to get all my favorite cuts of beef, chicken, and even seafood shipped right to my door. With meat prices higher than ever, Good Ranchers is giving you free steaks. That's right, free steaks. So right now, get two free 18-ounce prime center cut ribeyes with my code DANA. That's a $100 offer free to you. Visit goodranchers.com slash Dana for over two pounds of free ribeye steaks added to your order at no cost to you. This is a limited time deal, so don't miss out on your free 18 ounce prime center cut ribeyes because I promise you they're not going to be around for long. Visit goodranchers.com slash Dana and use code DANA. That's goodranchers.com slash Dana. Code Dana. Good Ranchers. American meat delivered.
2: Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app, weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. You know, it's interesting, Terry, because initially in this opinion that had been leaked, Justice Alito had written previously that we cannot allow our decisions to be affected by any extraneous influences such as concern about the public's reaction to our work, talking about any reaction actually to that leak or or what could happen if this ruling came down. And it would seem uh, in delivering the same opinion today that that's exactly what they've done here. They've ignored any potential public reaction to this.
1: It is the uh, Dana Show. I am Brett Witterbold. That is an absurd statement by David Muir. When, when you consider the fact that you're supposed to make a decision at the Supreme Court based on, on what? The public's reaction. So if, if you just have people show up for 90 straight nights yelling and screaming and gnashing teeth and rending garments and doing all that kind of stuff, then that's an okay way to try to, to try to kind of spin things. What? See, this is what makes people nuts when it comes to politics, okay? We are told, we have been told, we have been conditioned for, for the better part of, uh, I don't know, what, what are we talking about here? Uh, uh, 80 years, 80 years that the Supreme Court is sacrosanct, it must not be questioned. And then you get the decision come out and then suddenly it's like, okay, you gotta totally doubt everything the Supreme Court's doing because it's just petty politics. It's just, uh, it's just a dirty rigged system. Chuck Todd's actually going around out there and talking about how, uh, th- th- this is why people think the Supreme Court is rigged. Why-, why is it rigged? You, you had people vote to confirm these justices. These justices were nominated. These justices have been confirmed over time. What, what are we talking about here? My gosh. My gosh, this decision. This decision was was pretty clearly coming if you were paying attention to things. Now, I understand there are a lot of people who are very upset about this, but this is the way the system works, and the founding fathers, I know those corrupt, evil, awful people, they were able to leave you the roadmap to actually fix what ails you in this regard. You could actually amend the Constitution and enshrine abortion in there. You ought to just get working on that right now. And I'm not being sarcastic at all. Hey, uh, Stephen, isn't it about time for a quick five?
2: And now all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's quick five brought to you by Caltech.
1: Setting up the narrative. U.S. monkeypox response mirrors early coronavirus missteps. That's according to experts. This is a troublesome uh, bit of uh, news for me, because remember what happened with the COVID-19? You you had uh, suddenly mail-in ballots, as far as the eye can see. Are they starting to set up that narrative for voting come November to be continued? Good news, Publix won't do COVID vacs for kids under five. They offer no explanation. But they're but they're not they're not going to do it for the kids under five years of age. There was a a hospital right in Charlotte that was uh, offering them up, and it turned out they gave the wrong dose. They gave a double dose to some of the kids. Insane. Uh, from the duh department, couch potato nation. Three and four teens don't get enough exercise. Come on, get off the couch. Put down the Minecraft. Put down the GTA. Put down the Metaverse. Get out there and run around. Ride your bike. Enjoy it. Try to replicate the way the President of the United States, Joe Biden, rode his bike. The Army has now relaxed tattoo policy, approves some hand and neck ink as it faces a recruiting shortfall, and only 26% of Americans trust the news. Big shock. I'm Brett Witterball. It's The Data Show.
0: If you can't take the heat, get out of your old leisure wear. The only way to play it cool this summer is in brand new Tommy John's. When you wear Tommy John, you're that much cooler. So you can do everything better. Thanks to breathable, lightweight fabric with four times the stretch of competing brands. And with dozens of comfort innovations, Tommy John makes you look super hot while feeling super cool from lounging at home to summertime fun. And that's why Tommy John doesn't have customers. They have fanatics. With over 17 million pairs sold, people love Tommy John underwear and loungewear. Tommy John fanatics call the cool cotton wireless bra, quote, super comfy and breathable, end quote, and rave, quote, extremely comfortable. I don't feel the need to liberate myself the minute I get home, end quote. I love wearing my Tommy John Henley because I like how it feels. You should get Tommy John too. Plus, you're always covered with their best pair you'll ever wear or it's free guarantee. Shop TommyJohn.com slash Dana now for 20% off your first order. Get 20% off at TommyJohn.com slash Dana. That's TommyJohn.com slash Dana. See site for details.
2: Your one-stop shop for the information you need to fight back. If you're gonna have to learn stuff, you might as well enjoy it. The Dana Show, particularly how the how Donald Trump appointed the Supreme Court, how he went about it, particularly the, the you know and the whole Scalia thing with McConnell and all that. There really is a, a lot of people who believe this is a rigged court. Um, This wasn't this it wasn't this court's makeup isn't, quote, fair and square. It isn't really representative of where the country is and even was.
1: And it is uh, the Dana show. I am Brett Woodrow. that's Chuck Todd, who let's not forget what we played from Chuck Todd uh, just in the last couple of days. Uh, Betsy Woodruff being asked about whether or not January 6th is resonating, said, no, it's not resonating. In fact, there's two Democrats uh, who told her personally that this thing doesn't matter at all. The J6 hearings don't matter at all. And now you've got Chuck Todd pushing the next big lie? Hashtag next big lie, Chuck Todd? That, that, that's a rigged court? C- come on. These 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 are not Supreme Court justices that somehow get immaculated and put up on the, on the court. You, you, you all put up a very, very big fight against Brett Kavanaugh. You, you, you tried to you tried to nuke Kavanaugh. You went after Gorsuch. You tried to destroy Amy Coney Barrett. Uh, and, and oh, by the way, uh, for you to push the notion that this is some sort of a rigged court is insane. If the president wanted to pack the court, he could have done it from the jump. He chose not to do it. Chuck Schumer. Uh, stood on the steps outside the the uh, supreme court uh screaming uh you hear me gorsuch you, you hear me kavanaugh you're gonna reap the whirlwind uh you've released the whirlwind all that all that sort of stuff and, and meanwhile meanwhile uh chuck todd i think we ought to be looking in uh, much more greatly at who it is that leaked the decision because i mean you want to know the Dirty little secret about that leaked decision, if you think about this, if you really wanted to be honest about uh, the way politics is kind of playing out in our country right now, if that decision doesn't get leaked and this decision just comes out of the blue, don't you think you'd be seeing a whole lot more kinetic action out there? But somebody leaked the decision in the hopes that that kinetic action would manifest itself and would somehow change the minds of the jurists. It, it, It didn't do that. And you have broken yet another norm, the leaking of draft opinions out of the Supreme Court. So we we have long ago moved beyond the, quote, standards, Chuck. Uh, we, we have long ago moved beyond the standards. Uh, and, and, and when you say there are people who say this is a rigged court, I'd like for him to uh, attribute who it is that's saying that this is a rigged court. Like, give me a specific name. Now, one of the things you're going to hear a whole lot about, we're waiting for the president to speak. He was slated to speak at 1230. I'm looking at a still shot at the White House. He's got the podium set up. I don't know if he's got the card that tells him where to stand, where to sit, who to look at. But uh, we've got a podium set up between two marble columns. And we'll wait to hear from the president of the United States, Joseph Robinette Biden Jr., who will come out and make a statement about this decision being released. Um, We'll see what he has to say. But he was he was being encouraged to pack the court, uh, and 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 that's an important point. Uh, I see he is moving uh, into view here. He's approaching the podium to speak, and uh, we certainly uh, see that he's opening up his he's opening up his portfolio. He's preparing to make some remarks, and uh, we will uh, we will be taking that as he begins to speak. In in, in a matter of of moments. But, you know, let's consider what's what's at stake here and what's at play here. What is at stake and what is at play is, quite honestly, um, the Supreme Court recognizing that they didn't have the power to do what they did back in 1973 and that it's up to states. Let's go to the president of the United States now.
3: They took away a constitutional right from the American people that it had already recognized. They didn't limit it. They simply took it away. That's never been done to a right so important to so many Americans. But they did it. It's a sad day for the court and for the country. Fifty years ago, Roe v. Wade was decided and has been the law of the land since then. This landmark case protected women's woman's right to choose, her right to make intensely personal decisions with her doctor, free from the, inter- from the interference of politics. It reaffirmed basic principles of equality, that women have the power to control their own destiny, and it reinforced a fundamental right of privacy, the right of each of us to choose how to live our lives. Now, with Roe gone, Let's be very clear. The health and life of women in this nation are now at risk. As chairman and ranking member of the Senate Judiciary Committee, as Vice President and now as President of the United States, I've studied this case carefully. I've overseen more Supreme Court confirmations than anyone today, where this case was always discussed. I believe Roe v. Wade was the correct decision as a matter of constitutional law and application of the fundamental right to privacy and liberty in matters of family and personal autonomy. It was a decision on a complex matter that drew a careful balance between a woman's right to choose earlier in her pregnancy and the state's ability to regulate later in her pregnancy. A decision with broad national consensus that most Americans of faith and backgrounds Found acceptable, that had been the law of the land for most of the lifetime of Americans today. And it was a constitutional principle upheld by justices appointed by Democrat and Republican presidents alike. Roe v. Wade was a 7 2 decision written by a justice appointed by a Republican president, Richard Nixon. In the five decades that followed Roe v. Wade, justices appointed by Republican presidents from Eisenhower, Nixon, and Reagan, George W. Bush, were among the justices who voted to uphold the principles set forth in Roe v. Wade. It was three justices named by one president, Donald Trump, who were the core of today's decision to upend the scales of justice and eliminate a fundamental right for women in this country. Make no mistake. This decision is a culmination of a deliberate effort over decades to upset the balance of our law. It's a realization of an extreme ideology and a tragic error by the Supreme Court, in my view. The Court has done what it has never done before, expressly take away a constitutional right that is so fundamental to so many Americans that had already been recognized. The court's decision to do so will have real and immediate consequences. State laws banning abortion are automatically taking effect today, jeopardizing the health of millions of women, some without exceptions. So extreme that women could be punished for protecting their health. So extreme that women and girls were forced to bear their rapist's child. with a child, a consequence. A, it just, it, it just stuns me. So extreme that doctors will be criminalized for fulfilling their duty to care. Imagine having a young woman have to, ch- to carry a what? child. Huh? what? Of incest as a consequence of incest. No option. Too often the case, The poor women are going to be hit the hardest. It's cruel. In fact, the court laid out state laws criminalizing abortion that go back to the 1800s (laughs) as rationale. The court literally taking America back 150 years. This is a sad day for the country, in my view. But it doesn't mean the fight's over. Let me be very clear and unambiguous. The only way we can secure a woman's right to choose, the balance that existed, is for Congress to restore the protections of Roe v. Wade as federal law. No executive action from the President can do that. And if Congress, as it appears, lacks the vote to votes to do that now, voters need to make their voices heard. This fall. We must elect more senators and representatives who will codify women's right to choose into federal law once again. Elect more state leaders to protect this right at the local level. We need to restore the protections of Roe as law of the land. We need to elect officials who will do that. This fall, Roe is on the ballot. Personal freedoms are on the ballot. The right to privacy, liberty, equality, they're all on the ballot. Until then, I will do all of my power to protect a woman's right in states where they will face the consequences of today's decision. While the court's decision cast a dark shadow over a large swath of the land, many states in this country still recognize a woman's right to choose. So, if a woman lives in a state that restricts abortion, the Supreme Court's decision does not prevent her from traveling from her home state to the state that allows it. It does not prevent a doctor in that state and that state from treating her. As the Attorney General has made clear, women must re- remain free to travel safely to another state to seek care they need. My administration will defend that bedrock right. If any state or local official, high or low, tries to interfere with a woman's ex- exercise and her basic right to travel, I will do everything in my power to fight that deeply un-American attack. My administration will also protect a woman's access to medications that are approved by the Food and Drug Administration, the FDA, like contraception, which is essential for preventative care, Mifeprestone, which the FDA approved 20 years ago, to safely end early pregnancies, and is commonly used to treat miscarriages. Some states are saying that they'll try to ban or severely restrict access to these medications. But extremist governors and state legislators are looking to block the mail, or search a person's medicine cabinet, or control a woman's actions by tracking data on her apps she uses are wrong and extreme and out of touch with the majority of Americans. The American Medical Association, the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists, wrote to me and Vice President Harris stressing that these laws are not based on on evidence and asking us to act to protect access to care. They say, by limiting access to these medicines, maternal mortality will climb in America. That's what they say. Today, I'm directing the Department of Health and Human Services to take steps to ensure these critical medications are available to the fullest extent possible. And the politicians cannot interfere in the decisions that should be made between a woman and her doctor. And my administration will remain vigilant as the implications of this decision play out. I've warned about how this decision risks the broader right to privacy for everyone. That's because Roe recognized the fundamental right to privacy that has served as a basis for so many more rights that have come to take, we've come to take for granted, that are ingrained in the fabric of this country. The right to make the best decisions for your health. The right to use birth control, a married couple in the privacy of their bedroom, for God's sake the right to marry the person you love. Justice Thomas said as much today, he explicitly called to reconsider the right of marriage equality, the right of couples to make their choices on contraception. This is extreme and dangerous path the court is now taking us on. Let me close with two points. First, I call on everyone, no matter how deeply they care about this decision, to keep all protests peaceful. Peaceful, peaceful, peaceful. No intimidation. Violence is never acceptable. Threats and and intimidation are not speech. We must stand against violence in any form, regardless of your rationale. Second, I know So many of us are frustrated and disillusioned that the court has taken something away that's so fundamental. I know so many women are now going to face incredibly difficult situations. I hear you. I support you. I stand with you. The consequences and the consensus of the American people, core principles of equality, liberty, dignity, and the stability of the rule of law demand that Roe should not have been overturned. With this decision, the conservative majority of the Supreme Court shows how extreme it is, how far removed they are from the majority of this country. They've made the United States an outlier among developed nations in the world. But this decision must not be the final word. All right,
1: we are going to uh, pull away from this. The president of the United States uh, laying down his marker on this decision coming from the Supreme Court. We'll talk about it straight ahead. I'm Brett Witterball. It is The Dana Show.
0: If you're like me, you're growing more and more concerned about the future. Inflation is at its highest level in 40 years. Interest rates are skyrocketing and market experts not only predict a recession, but they're using terms like, quote, economic hurricane and unprecedented. So if you want to protect your future, do what I did. Call the only precious metal dealers that I trust, American Hartford Gold. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your savings and retirement accounts by diversifying your portfolio with physical gold and silver. 998899. Nine. Protect your future with American Hartford Gold. 866 887 1188 eight, eight, or text Dana to 998899. Nine.
2: Of all your favorite talk hosts, one of these is not like the others. The Dana Show.
0: Everything is at stake. If you're a woman, if you care about women, if you
1: respect women, you know that this is a disgraceful disgraceful
3: judgment that they made
1: speaker of the house nancy pelosi uh, earlier today uh reacting to the decision from the supreme court in the dobbs case president biden just concluding his remarks in which uh your key takeaway was this fall Roe is going to be on the ballot that's what he had to say he also uh, invoked a number of other things that he wants to do he, he wants to uh, federalize some of these issues as they relate to abortion uh, access to Uh, uh, abortifacients he wants to uh, make sure that uh, travel to states where abortion is legal is uh, going to be respected and if not the feds will come in and enforce that he doesn't want people searching the mail he doesn't want people searching cell phones he doesn't want people searching medicine cabinets it's interesting because uh, the fbi basically did all those things in the wake of the quote insurrection That took place uh, or grabbing people up and leaving them without representation. But we are going to continue this conversation uh, straight ahead as we continue to digest this. uh, Certainly watching all the contours and movements uh, between here and the end of the program. It is a pleasure to be here with you today. I am Brett Witterbull. You're listening to The Dana Show.
0: Old routines die hard, like those multiple cups of coffee and sugary energy drinks to stay alert. Well, I discovered a healthier way to get the sustained energy I need without all the caffeine and sugar. Superbeets Heart Chews. I just unwrap a chew or two in the morning and let Superbeets Heart Chews do the rest. I feel great about what I'm doing for my health. Join me in the new way to start your day with Super Beats Heart Shoes. I challenge you to try it for 30 days and give them your feedback. No more afternoon coffees, energy drinks, and candy for a quick pick-me-up. I've been taking Super Beats Heart Shoes for years, and it's an easy and convenient on-the-go boost to your overall health and energy. Make Super Beats choose an essential part of your busy day. To make it easy to get started, I got you up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. Hurry, it's their best offer available anywhere. That's danasbeats.com for up to 45% off. danasbeats.com. Copy and Jim, the court issuing that landmark ruling that this nation has been bracing for and the Supreme Court has overturned Roe v. Wade, that they have eliminated the constitutional right to an abortion. And at first glance, this opinion is very similar to that draft opinion that we saw leak just about a month and a half ago.
1: I just think it sends the wrong message in light of the fact that we hopefully are on the cusp of the Senate taking final action on a bipartisan set
4: of gun reforms that we've all been uh, lobbying for and, frankly, has overwhelming support in the American public. The fact that the court um, is coming down with this decision feels tone death. And I, th- I worry that it undermines the legitimacy uh, of the court, um, particularly
1: given the leaked draft of the Roe decision. And welcome. I am Brett Witterbull. It is The Dana Show. It is great to be here with you today. A couple of monumental uh, decisions coming down from the Supreme Court in the last uh, 24 hours. Interesting, though, to note, when you hear that uh, reporter from CNN talking about the Supreme Court eliminating a constitutional right uh, to an abortion, and then you have Lori Lightfoot, a.k.a. Lori Lightweight, the mayor of the city of Chicago, Murder City, um, suddenly talking uh, about the 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 uh, the need to uh, turn back this decision that came out yesterday, the uh, the Thomas decision on uh, the right to keep and bear arms, do this sort of juxtaposition in your mind, okay? And it's going to be something that you can wow your uh, progressive liberal friends with. So we're to believe that a a a right that is actually enshrined in the Bill of Rights that says you have the right to keep and bear arms, that is not really a right, according to Lori Lightfoot, who used to be a U.S. attorney in Chicago, if you can believe that. And yet on CNN, you have a news reporter saying that there's a right that wasn't really a right granted in the Constitution. It had to be constructed as part of a decision in Roe versus Wade. Just try to square that if you can. A right that's written down isn't a right. A right that's not written down specifically is a right. This is the world we're living in right now. Welcome. It's great to be here with you. President Joe Biden came out here in the last uh, 25 minutes and uh, gave a gave a series of remarks talking about this decision coming from the Supreme Court. He hates the Supreme Court as currently constituted. He hates everybody who's not. Uh, a Democrat nominee on the Supreme Court. He made that abundantly clear. He's going to use the full power that he has as President of the United States to fight back against this decision. I don't know what that looks like. Do not know, because this is a man who was not able to uh, get gas prices down. He's a man who's not able to get inflation down. He's not a man who's able to uh, uh, get... Uh, get uh, foreign uh, uh, competitors to give us more energy. None of that. He has none of that power, but somehow he is going to be the bulwark when it comes to dealing with the Roe versus Wade decision. It's actually kind of interesting, really, when when you think about it. Uh, I I don't envy the man. Uh, The man uh, is, is clearly in a corner. So what does he say? He says, hey, everybody be peaceful. Everybody be cool. Everybody behave themselves tonight. You know, peaceful protest, peaceful protest, peaceful protest. Okay, but what else is he offering up? He's really not offering anything up. He's essentially saying, listen, there there are two camps in this country, and I'm in one camp, and the other people are in the other camp. The U.S. Supreme Court striking down Roe versus Wade, the 1973 landmark decision. Now, here uh, I'm going to dive a little bit into uh, maybe a, a slightly uncomfortable component of this discussion, okay? So I want to warn you about that. So here you have Joseph Robinette Biden Jr., a person who uh, claims to be championing, championing uh, the rights of the underclass. Right? said he would uh, said he would uh, appoint a uh, uh, an African American female to be the vice president of the United States. He picked Kamala Harris. Uh, said that he would nominate a an African American woman to be on the Supreme Court. He picked uh, Judge Jackson, uh, who will be going in to replace uh, Stephen Breyer. So he is a person who is acutely aware of the racial injustice in this country, of the racial divide in this country, of, of, of the, uh, the difficulties that people of color, communities of color have had to deal with. And yet, as a self-described Catholic, Nancy Pelosi is too, as a self, self-described Catholic, what does Joe Biden do? Turn his back on the 61 million who have lost their lives since The Supreme Court quote created a constitutional right uh, for abortion. By and large, who is it that is having a large number of abortions when it goes to communities? Typically, white women. About thirty-four percent are white women. Thirty-eight percent are are black women, African American women, who are having these abortions. Which means. We have witnessed decades, almost five decades, of lives being lost in communities of color and among white women as well. It, this is a statistical fact. I mean, you can look up the stats. All you do know, is go in the Google machine and type in abortion numbers by race. And you can see what it is. I need not have to go into chapter and verse and break down the realities of what Margaret Sanger was offering up in the foundation of Planned Parenthood. Do I? The idea that she was a eugenicist who uh, thought that there were undesirables in this country who should not have children, should not have offspring, and so wanted to contracept that and prevent that uh, from, from being the case. Uh, we, we know all about this history. We know all about this history. And yet this president takes a stark departure, a stark departure, a man who is very comfortable um, in, in trading in the politics of race and division, abandons the most vulnerable when he has the time to be the to be the champion for for people who who are not able to defend themselves. And who would that be? The unborn. Claims to be a Catholic, not pro-life, pro-choice. And I get it. People are going to make their own conscientious decisions, not judging you. But the point is, if this man is really committed to preserving and protecting life, especially of communities of color, you'd think he would come out with a different position. Well, Nancy Pelosi is fit to be tied. Uh, she is absolutely... Um, making it harder on herself, because remember, it was Archbishop Cordelioni who came out in the last few weeks and said that she would be denied uh, communion at at mass. So she has come out. She is going to be the person at the tip of the spear who is going to be leading this fight. You have protesters as we speak gathering near the steps of the Supreme Court. No doubt people are starting to get bust in. People are starting to come in. But one of the things that is so fascinating about the socio component of this uh, manifestation of 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 you know by and large peaceful protesting is this the young people that are coming out that call themselves generational life or generation life these are the young people that have uh, pushed much of uh this call for a more pro-life culture and a more pro-life country now in a matter of time no doubt we will see people showing up jane's revenge ruth sent us i have no doubt we'll see maybe antifa showing up at some point and, and and wanting to make clear that they're all about protest and marching and uh and and expressing opinions as long as you're in agreement with those three groups if you're of another mindset things might might get a little uncomfortable there uh, we have the head of the world health organization announcing i am very disappointed because women's rights must be, uh, must be protected, and I would have expected America to protect such rights. The rights are protected. The, the states will make the decisions as to whether or not uh, they will be a state that allows abortion uh, underneath their state statutes. And now this is where it's going to get complicated, right? Because this is not North Carolina with a bathroom bill. And this is not Florida with the so-called don't say gay bill, which is actually not what the bill says at all. Um, So these are not two states that together would be targeted by Silicon Valley, Hollywood, the Major League Baseball teams, uh, any of that sort of stuff. This is now spread throughout the country. There are uh, 26 states where abortion will likely become illegal after the Supreme Court uh, makes made their decision now it's likely but we we don't know if that's in fact what's going to happen if it's going to go into effect in that way so here are the states that have wide open abortion no problem at all washington oregon california nevada new mexico colorado kansas then you've got minnesota indiana uh, i'm sorry uh, minnesota uh illinois indiana uh, you've got uh, North Carolina, Virginia, and then, of course, everything from uh, Delaware up to Maine, plus Hawaii, plus Alaska. So that is where there will be no moves of any kind uh, as it relates to the, uh, uh, the, the, the use of abortion uh, that, 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 that will still be available. For, for near total bans, you're looking at Arizona, Utah, Idaho, and Wyoming. You've also got uh, North and South Dakota you've got Oklahoma and Texas, Louisiana, Missouri. Uh, you you have uh, also Arkansas, Tennessee, Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana I may have mentioned them already uh, Kentucky, West Virginia, Michigan and Wisconsin. Which seems a little surprising, right? I mean, it seems a little surprising. And then uh, finally, the last expecting group, time limit bans coming up in South Carolina, in Georgia, in Iowa, and Ohio. And finally, likely to pass a law on this would be Florida uh, alongside Nebraska and Montana. So you have a hodgepodge and and a patchwork of states that will be free to be able to make their decisions. I bring this up against the backdrop of uh, Big Tech and Hollyweird and all those sorts of folks. They're going to have to really look closely at the board and figure out who it is they're boycotting this week versus who it is they're going to boycott next week. It's going to be very complicated, especially when it comes to DEI issues. I'm Brett Witterbull. You're listening to The Dana Show
0: Fully adjustable rear. That all comes standard. It's from Keltec, inventors of subcompact polymer and now metal handguns. The P15's gator grip texture on the polymer version increases stability and makes for easy, accurate handling. While the all-metal version offers comfortable but positive traction and a really beautiful wood grip panel. The P15 is the dependable firepower you need to secure your world. See the new 9-millimeter P15 first, up close and personal, at KeltecWeapons.com. That's K-E-L-T-E-C Weapons.com.
2: Red meat, black coffee, truth telling the Dana show.
1: I mean, this is an incredible thing. It's Brett Whittable in for Dana on the Dana show. This is an incredible thing to watch play out because think about the the mystery that is taking place inside the country right now. And it is almost all centered in Washington, D.C., where as we speak, they're voting uh, voting on this gun violence legislation that will match up with. What's come out of the Senate, you know, concurring in the Senate amendments to the House amendment. Uh, They're they're, they're working uh, to get that all pushed through. Uh, At the same time, you've got uh, do we do we have hearings still going on for January 6th? Oh, yeah, we do. We do. That's right. Uh, Because as long as MSNBC and CNN are still on the air, we'll have uh, January 6th hearings uh, that are running. Uh, You have that happening. You have gun control happening. You've got the abortion decisions happening. And uh, oh, oh, while we're at it, we still have all these other huge challenges that are sitting right in front of us, in terms of, you know, your 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 prosperity, your ability for uh, people to, uh, to 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 pursue the things that they want to pursue in their lives, all this kind of stuff, right? It's it's just it's all flying out the window. We're focusing all of our energy in Washington D.C. Isn't it refreshing in in many ways? Isn't it refreshing that? You have a decision that comes out yesterday that empowers the individual. You have a decision that comes out today that empowers the states. So you are you actually have in those two cases uh, sort of a decentralizing uh, of, of the power in Washington, D.C., which is exactly what the founders wanted us to do. It's exactly what they wanted us to do. Now. Oh remains to be seen, how this is all going to play out. But nevertheless, it, it does look that way. What do you say we take a uh, quick five here?
2: And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech.
1: Wait, I thought everybody loved him. I thought he was the most uh, powerful president in human history. Only uh, 9%, 9% of New Hampshire voters, quote, definitely want Biden to run for president again. No indication as to who else they may want to replace him with. Though people are starting to wag their tongues at people like uh, Gavin Newsom, etc. Uh, what are you kidding me? Let them eat cake. Cadillac plans to price its future Celestic EV at $300,000 that's right three hundred thousand dollars and you don't get as much mileage as you possibly want it's uh it's it's their new plan three hundred thousand dollars for an electric vehicle that's absolutely absurd jp morgan now laying off hundreds in the mortgage business have you noticed lately mortgage business slowing down rates are going up uh you know what happens in that case you don't have people that are applying for mortgages you don't have those uh, those demands uh, like they were, say, uh, two years ago, three years ago. So J.P. Morgan's starting to lay people off. Uh, Andrew Gillum, remember, he was DeSantis's 2018 opponent. Well, he's now accused in indictment of wire fraud and false statements. Remember, he was going to be the future of that Democratic Party once upon a time. Um, uh, finally, we've got Netflix taking aim at liberals with Snowflake Mountain. Wait, are they starting to understand there's a conservative market out there? Are they really? Are they really doing this? And oh, finally, American Airlines is testing face scanning at the DFW airport. Haven't you just assumed that we've been getting face scanned the entire time? I figured we've been getting face scanned probably since right after 9-11, but now they're just acknowledging it at American Airlines. Is it going to budget for the mask on, mask off? There's a lot. Straight ahead. We've got a terrific guest coming by to help us understand the decision out of the Supreme Court. I'm Brett Wooderville. It's The Dana Show.
0: and then join the club. Visit BlackRifleCoffee.com Dana to save 20% off your purchase in your first coffee club order. That's 20% off with promo code Dana at BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Dana. Fuel your life with America's coffee. Black Rifle Coffee.
2: Shooting down woke culture one crazy headline at a time. It's the Dana Show.
1: And I am Brett Witterball. It is The Dana Show. Good to be here with you. As uh, no doubt you know by now, the decision uh, was handed down in the last uh, four hours uh, regarding the uh, abortion issue at the uh, Dobbs case at the Supreme Court. I want to welcome to the program Senior Counsel, Director of the Center for Life. Denise Harley serves as that Senior Counsel with uh, Alliance Defending Freedom, where she is the Director of that Center for Life. Uh, In this role, she leads her team's litigation and advocacy efforts uh, to defend pro-life legislation around the country. And the ADF attorneys worked with Mississippi to draft this pro-life law, served on the Mississippi legal team to defend that law at the Supreme Court, ensuring unborn children and their mothers are protected in Mississippi and across the country. Uh Good afternoon. Good to be with you. Thank you so much for stopping by, uh, Denise. Your reaction uh to this uh, momentous decision earlier today?
4: Well, this is a tremendous victory for unborn babies and their moms. States are now going to be able to affirm that life is a human right. And it's correcting uh, a lie about the Constitution that has been told since the day that Roe was wrongly decided. And I'm just thrilled that the court has corrected that and taken us one major step in the right direction of of protecting the human life in America.
1: As you uh, look at this decision as it's come down, uh, no doubt this is all happening against the backdrop of that leak that took place almost two months ago. Um, your reaction to the breaking of these norms uh, that seem to have uh, set a new low standard in Washington, D.C., relative to such an important case?
4: The leak was an egregious, unethical breach of trust. And um, it's really unfortunate to see something like that happen. Um, I think the leakers should probably lose their career in law um, when they when they breach a trust like that happens. But the Chief Justice was clear that it was not going to affect the operations of the court. The court proceeded with its normal deliberations, and today we have the product of that, which is a, an extremely well-reasoned and very well-written decision um, correcting what's been a constitutional lie that's been told for decades now.
1: And yet, President Biden speaking uh, to the country just about an hour ago, uh, declaring that uh, for the first time in American history, we have seen the repeal of a constitutional right that had been guaranteed to women. Um, Can can you unpack that a little bit? I'm not asking you to unpack his his reasoning and logic, but that this notion that that seems to be appearing on every broadcast outlet, that somehow a constitutional right has been rolled back or or removed.
4: Yeah, that's, completely incorrect. Roe was wrongly decided in the first place, and even the pro-abortion advocates who argued this case back in December stood before the court and did not defend the reasoning of Roe. They did not say Roe was correct. What they said was, well, women have relied on this for 50 years now, and it's really a big part of how our nation operates, and so we can't take this away now because women... You know, need it to succeed, um, and that was the bottom line: is don't don't depart from your precedent, even if it's completely wrong. And the Supreme Court obviously made clear why that's not the way that the Supreme Court operates. That's not the way the Constitution works. And if it were, um, we would still be under a very bad regime um, of perhaps segregation. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Denise Harley uh, joining us here uh, from from Alliance Defending Freedom. Here's the question that, I, that I'm wondering most: uh, as as you watched this case um, unfold, it was presented at the court. Uh, you you had the arguments uh, presented. You had you had the back and forth with the justices. Did this break the way you had assumed it would? The six three vote. Did you think it might have been tighter at a five four? Um, what about the mechanics of this? Uh, what's your what's your reaction to that?
4: This is exactly what I thought when I um, was in D.C. that day listening to the oral argument. I think this is one of those cases where if you heard the justices questions, it was they were all signaling very clearly where they were on this and what their concerns were and what their beliefs were. That's not all that common in a case like this. So uh, or in any case, frankly, so this is basically what's what we expected. um, And I think it's absolutely the correct outcome. And I just hope that enough people will be willing to listen to the constitutional explanation instead of hyperbole, um, because our laws need to mean what they say and say what they mean. And if we start pretending things are in the Constitution that aren't there, we're causing all sorts of problems. And one of those problems that Roe caused was more than 60 million babies losing their lives. And so today is a a huge victory um, for the moms and their babies.
1: Denise Harley, we appreciate you coming by, your hard work on this case, and uh, you're sharing sharing with us your thoughts on this. Uh, We do appreciate hearing from you, and wish you all the best. Our pleasure. Thanks so much, Brian. You've got it, absolutely. I mean, a lot to unpack there, a lot to think about and and to look at. I'd be remiss if I didn't note that as we speak, they're doing general speeches on the floor at the U.S. House. Uh, Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is speaking out on abortion rights, condemning this decision that was handed down by the Supreme court. Uh, We will, we will monitor uh, these, these speeches. These general speeches are, are, are are set aside so that people can opine on a number, on a variety of different topics. And uh, I have no doubt that there will probably be a, a a debate over uh, this abortion issue between the sides. Um, One of the other things though, that we, we need to look at is this bill that just passed the house itself. Gun violence bill passes, 234 to 193 this is the bill that john cornyn put together along with uh, the the 14 uh, republicans uh they're out of the senate um and this is now advancing to go to the president of the united states where he will sign these uh sign this law uh into effect and so here in the last 24 hours we watched a, a momentous decision striking down overreach and tyranny in the state of new york uh with the with the machinery looking to deny you the uh right to keep and bear arms uh, being forced to to show some sort of a of a difficult standard to some bureaucrat appointed by hochel uh and and you see that thing struck down clarence thomas writing an unbelievably fascinating opinion along with the majority Uh, here here you now have 24 hours later uh, uh, the, the, the striking down of Roe versus Wade, a historic decision taking place inside the uh, the United States Supreme Court. Uh, and, and still the battles between the Second Amendment enshrined in the Constitution, in the Bill of Rights, written down on paper and attested to by those who ratified the Constitution, abortion remaining legal, remaining available and becoming a state issue. And, and we're hearing, as, as you heard from, uh, from our guest, Denise Harley, you're, you're hearing the sort of counter-argument that she laid out for you, which is, well, no, there's a right there. It's a right to abortion. No, there is no right to abortion. States have a right to regulate this. They have a right to... Uh, uh, so abortion rights essentially sort of become uh, like the marijuana or gambling laws in different states, some states permit gambling, some states don't permit gambling. Some states permit the uh, sale and consumption of uh, marijuana, whether medical or recreational. Some states say no, we're not going to do that. Abortion now becomes one of those issues where you're you're in a state that's either affirming abortion as policy, or you're uh, you're you're not offering abortion as, as a part of, of policy. Uh, these are the ways that the states were meant to function there are states that declare themselves sanctuary states california comes to mind they don't cooperate with the federal government when as it relates to deportation okay you've got states that are compliant with the federal government And for whatever reason, because you have a decision that came down and uh, some of the Supreme Court justices were appointed by Republicans, according to Joe Biden, uh, this should be an important law that is the law of the land. It is still legal. You you did not have a bunch of people driving up to buildings and uh, forcing people to shut their doors. It is still legal. It's going to be regulated by the states. That's that's an important issue. You have states that are regulating the use of puberty blockers. You have states that are regulating uh, uh, gender reassignment surgeries. You are uh, you have states that are now going to be involved in this conversation regarding abortion. Just like you have states that are going to be a part of the conversation with the quote red flag laws. This is how the system works and if you want a constitutional right to abortion you're going to need to amend the constitution and enshrine enshrine that new amendment as as law for all the 50 states and so that's there's there there really is no way to shortcut this there is no easy way around this Politics, democracy, constitutional republics, these do not organically spring up. We have chambers around this country that are made up of people with opinions, with ideas, with beliefs. And it's about sorting through all of that that we have to get to before we're able to actually sit back and say, "Okay, there's consensus. There is a law. Again, I would say, take a look at how it is we've uh, we've changed the way in which we elect our senators. Once upon a time, state state legislatures appointed their senators. Then you end up with the 17th Amendment that says, no, 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 you don't get to appoint the senators. We're going to have direct election for for senators. Once upon a time, women did not have the right to vote. Women have the right to vote. Once upon a time, 21 to vote. Now it's 18 to vote. This is how the levers of this work. There is no shortcut, except no substitutes, folks. It's as clear as day. I'm Brett Witterbull. You're listening to The Dana Show.
3: The Supreme Court upholds the Second Amendment. Four Senate Democrats try to bully Google over search results on abortion. And the FDA bans jewel vaping products. I'm Greg Corumbus, Join Jim Garrity of National Review and me each weekday for the Three Martini Lunch podcast. We'll give you the good, bad, and crazy news of the day for conservatives. And hopefully a lot of laughs, too. Join us. Follow the Three Martini Lunch on Apple, Spotify,
2: or wherever you get your podcasts. the dana show sponsored by 30 years of game-changing caltech innovation like the p50 a new breed of pistol innovation performance caltech afford an electric car the average price is sixty one thousand dollars well
0: we're going to continue uh to move forward with what we have put for the it, by, the bi- that, bipartisan the choice, infrastructure five dollar gallon
4: gas for a sixty one thousand dollars that electric is not car. first of
0: all you're you're that's apples and oranges. It's not the same. What we're trying to do right now is to deal with an acute problem right now, which is why the president, again, asked for uh, a 90-day uh, suspension of the gas tax, the gas tax holiday. It is going to make a difference. Peter, we're talking about 18 cents on the federal on the federal level. We're talking about an average of 30 cents uh, on the state level.
1: I mean, come on. That is Kareem Jean-Pierre and Peter Ducey. And uh, the fact of the matter is yesterday you had the heads of the oil companies coming in to visit the White House and President Biden wouldn't even talk to him, wouldn't even have a conversation. Instead, he's like, hey oh, we're just going to cut the federal gas tax for, for 90 days. It's going to be great. Everything's going to be good. Don't you worry about it. We're going to be fine. No, we're not going to be fine. And it's not all good. This is what I mean uh, What I was saying to the progressives that listen to this program out there. Uh what is his toolbox holding other than uh, cards that have directions on them? Because he says he's going to use all this power to protect abortion. He's going to use all this power to to make sure people don't don't uh, die from gun violence. He's got all this power. What power does he have? He didn't get the voting bill through. He didn't pack the courts. He didn't get Build back better, uh, the big, big one done. Uh, this is a guy who's acting like a lame duck president, even though he's telling people he's going to run in 2024. I mentioned yesterday, this is why you have to have an enforcer. Kamala Harris is not an enforcer, and he's only going to use her to try to reinforce the fight over abortion. But Kamala Harris represented California, and Joe Biden represented Delaware, and those aren't hot-button places involving abortion uh, at this point. So what's the answer? Well, the answer is of course we'll just buy an electric car of course you just have to change your lifestyle of course we're just having a transition who voted for the transition nobody voted for the transition nobody's asking for the transition still this is what you get with this administration well we're going to use the bully pulpit there's no bully pulpit to use that you you're going to go after the supreme court are you going to impeach members of the Supreme Court when you try to remove them? You don't have the votes. It's a 50-50 country. That's what we've been told from the jump. It's a 50-50 country. So you're going to have to either build consensus or you're going to have to just kind of pack it in and head on down the highway. Because there is no easy answer. That's That's why the founders set this up. Congress was for the people. Who were a little bit hot-headed. Senate, that was a slower process to try to keep people uh, you know, in, in their wits and in, in control about them. That's the way the system was set up. But now you've got these people who think this is a television show. That this is a, an episode of the West Wing. And that in 47 minutes, we can resolve the abortion issue. It's not how it is. Come on. Come on, man. Come on, Florida, man.
2: It's his life mission to make bad decisions. It's time for Florida Man.
1: All right. Uh, this one uh, is, uh, is awfully striking to me. West Palm Beach man looking for lost rooster finds skeletal human remains. A resident uncovered a skull in an empty lot in the 1400 block of North Sapodia Avenue. That's right. West Palm Beach police investigating the discovery of skeletal human remains in an empty lot. Uh, A police department spokesman said a resident was searching for his lost rooster at about 6 p.m. on Tuesday and found the remains in the middle of the uh, of the lot while they were out going through the vacant lot, came across what looked like a bone sticking out of the dirt, kicked it and it appeared to be a human skull. That's according to Mike Jackleys, who is the public information officer for the West Palm Beach Police Department. Crime scene investigators responded to the scene Tuesday, uh, recovered the skull along with human arm bones. It's too soon to tell how long the remains have been there. It appears that they were buried. Some of the remains were buried in a shallow dirt area. Uh, police said it's too early to identify the gender or whether there was any trauma on the person's body. You, you you know how they you know how they do that stuff, right? They bring the forensic guys in. The, the, the that's right. The the forensic anthropologists come in there, and they they start looking at uh you know is there missing teeth is there some sort of an indication of blunt force trauma to your head it's a whole project florida gulf coast university near fort myers is uh, one of those uh, places university of tennessee is also one of those places where they do the uh, forensic anthropology it's a fascinating field and if you don't want to be a coroner it's a good field to get into because most of the time it's just bones that are left behind none of the icky yucky gross parts of death That's your Florida man update. I'm Brett Witterbull. You're listening to The Dana Show. And I am Brett Witterbull. It is The Dana Show. Great to be with you on this day. A huge decision coming down in the last uh, number of hours uh, regarding Roe versus Wade, the Dobbs case, Supreme Court overturning Roe versus Wade's uh, decision, plus Casey uh, as well, Casey versus Planned Parenthood, uh, or Planned Parenthood versus Casey. Uh, also uh, being overturned, a 6-3 decision. It went right along uh, the lines that you would expect. Uh, Those who came out in opposition to it uh, included uh, uh, Judge Breyer and, of course, uh, Kagan and Sotomayor. The rest of the bench went uh, in favor of it. So it was a 6-3 decision. Justices have uh, ended federal abortion rights as uh, laid out in the uh, Roe versus Wade decision. And now it remains to be seen what is going to happen uh, tonight. Because we were told that if this decision were to come down the way it was leaked, that uh, groups like Jane's Revenge or Ruth Sent Us or any of these groups uh, were going to take to the streets starting at 8 p.m. tonight for a night of rage. Uh, Catholic churches, Christian churches, evangelical churches have already been targeted uh, on, on a, at a number of locations. And so uh, it is going to be a very tense evening uh, tonight uh, as we uh, digest what it is that's happening with this decision. And it's interesting because Joe Biden came out and condemned the decision. Nancy Pelosi has come out and condemned the decision. Kamala Harris comes out and condemns the decision. But there's also this component, and this is where some of the, uh, or so, some of the consistency disappears. Uh, taking you back to a couple of days ago on the 50th anniversary of Title IX, which allowed uh, young women to compete on the same sort of playing field uh, as as men in uh, in college and, and in, and in uh, secondary sports. Well, a slap in the face to women. Biden administration is proposing Title IX overhaul, and they are conflating biological sex with gender identity. U.S. Department of Education proposing an overhaul of anti-sex discrimination rules, reinterpreting sex as something that doesn't have to have a biological basis. The proposal announced on the 50th anniversary of Title IX, the federal law that prohibits sex-based discrimination in federally funded educational settings, it broadens the definition of sex, So that Title IX protections would also cover sexual orientation and gender identity. Discrimination on the basis of sex includes discrimination on the basis of sex stereotypes, sex characteristics, pregnancy, or related conditions, sexual orientation, and gender identity. The department does not construe the term, quote, sex, to necessarily be limited to single components of an individual's anatomy or physiology. The proposal also seems to establish that refusing to accommodate a preferred gender identity in school activities is substantially harmful enough to constitute a Title IX violation. Now, think about that. Refusing to accommodate a preferred identity gender identity in school activities is substantially harmful enough to constitute a Title IX violation. So, according to the new regulation, adopting a policy or engaging in a practice that prevents a person from participating in an educational program or activity consistent with the person's gender identity subjects the person to more than de minimis harm on the basis of sex. So, as I read this, I think if you decided that you were going to go become a nun and you were a male and the institution that was the convent uh, that, that you wanted to go to as a biological male identifying as a female and they took public funds, they'd be able to say, no, no, you must allow Bobby, spell it with an I if you want, Bobby to go and become a nun. That's how I read this. And then the court would this thing would end up in court. Effectively, it could mean that schools and colleges would be stripped of federal funding if they maintain the segregation of sports and spaces such as restrooms and locker rooms based on biological sex. Yeah, but they would also have to give you access to the same exact facilities. Cardona wants to widen, not whiten not Ron Wyden, Wyden, W-I-D-E-N, schools' responsibilities in addressing sexual misconduct under the new, new rules, schools must respond to complaints of hostile environment based on sex, including those that occur outside their campuses, such as a school trip to another country. So, this is what the administration is working on right now. It's actually kind of interesting. This is what they're working on right now. And so what is the logical outcome of all of this The logical outcome of all of this is more regulation, more onerous rules, more stuff that you're going to have to comply with. And you know what that means? More money going to the lawyers, more money going to DEI, more money doing all this sort of stuff uh, because we can't have this now. Here's where it gets interesting. If you have somebody who identifies as a particular gender, and let's say that person wins a title with that corresponding gender. So let's say there is um, a a biological female who identifies as a female who then wins um, a, a tennis championship in college. And let's say there's a male who bi- identifies as a biological male who is, uh, who wins a tennis title in uh, college. And then say they both decide that they don't want to identify as a male anymore. Think, think uh, Caitlin Jenner. They want to identify as the opposite sex at this point. You actually could have a situation where two people could occupy two totally different divisions of championships if you time it right. And the reality is the male would have that advantage because of the biological realities of being a male, because like Leah Thomas, you know, you've got greater strength. Your bones are denser. You have much uh, uh, stronger tendons, all that sort of stuff. You actually could do that. You could say, I just racked up the win in tennis for men's and I identify as a female and I am racking it up the next year as a female component, as a female contender this this is not what the university athletics notions were originally constructed as what we see here now is uh, um a warping of the system now i'm not saying leah thomas was engaged in any kind of uh chicanery but uh let's just admit chicanery is possible the whole reason why you have regulations on guns is not to prosecute everybody who's shot somebody, but you're looking towards the future. What do we not want them to shoot? We don't want them to shoot bazookas. We don't want them to shoot um, machine guns. We don't. So we're going to go ahead and ban those sorts of things, right? So we're going to prospectively ban those things so that you can't go out and do a massive amount of harm. Well, that's the same thing with the with the educational and the uh, uh, the athletic components of sports. So, may I float an idea? Since we know the states are the grand laboratory, we know that just from the last two decisions on the Second Amendment and on the abortion issue. If we know that states are the grand laboratory, will we see a state decide to come out with an amendment to their state constitution prohibiting uh, intersex competition occurring Uh, in, in, In a post puberty world, we've heard that conversation had already, but here's the point. Will that will that amendment then be taken up by other states? And would you see a gender protection amendment show up into the United States Constitution that says biological males may not compete against biological females unless it's an open division? Will we see that become the case? We could. See, you can create an amendment for anything you want. Everybody gets a million dollars. Boom, here's the amendment. You can do anything you want. You just have to get it passed and you just have to get it ratified by the requisite number of states. That's the thing you have to think about. Change your orientation, not your sexual or gender orientation, your mental orientation. Take your orientation and reorient it away from Washington, D.C. and Supreme Court mother may I oriented towards the states because you can have a much, much, much more um, uh, effective approach doing that. Again, as I mentioned in the first hour after this decision came out and everyone was losing their minds, it is much easier to lobby a state for a legislative change. Or it is much easier to lobby a state to adopt an amendment to the Constitution than it is to go to the feds right out of the box. And for whatever reason, too many of us believe that the feds are the first, the last, and the only stop you can go to to achieve policy. That shouldn't be the case. You don't want to go to the federal government. I guarantee you it's nothing but heartache and pain. You want to go talk to your state legislatures. It's what the Article 5 process uh, uh, processes about where you can have an article five convention and you can propose different sorts of things and everything is going to be cool because it's at the most granular possible level and that is what you have to remember folks we got plenty more straight ahead i'm Brett Witterbull. you're listening to the dana show
2: listen to the dana show live on the odyssey app weekdays noon to 3 p.m eastern time Absolutely. And and
4: this decision uh, is now will ensure that people will be forced into pregnancy. No question about that. We are going to do everything we can to help every person who needs access to care. They can go to abortionfinder.org to uh, to identify um, what state uh, regulations exist and to help them secure uh, appointments.
1: OK. All right. Welcome back. I'm Brett Waterbull, It's the data show. Uh, I know I have no standing in this issue because I'm a male who has two children. So I don't know anything at all about babies or or children or having a baby or any of that. Because I'm a male, even though I have two children. uh, But but I'm a male nonetheless. And this is what's so interesting. So this is you're going to be forced into having children. So this decision will force you to have children. So you will wake up in the morning and somehow, and I'm going to assume it's not going to be... um, a miracle that you're going to find yourself pregnant, but you're going to wake up in the morning and then somehow a government representative is going to show up and you will become impregnated and you will be forced to carry that baby to term. That's what Planned Parenthood is. Saying. Now, remember, remember when you're a, when you're a plumber, when you are a plumber, uh, everything looks like a leaky faucet. All right. Uh, that's what it comes down to. So, so the Planned Parenthood people—they're in the business of what? Well, she gives you the website at the end of the soundbite. Go to abortionfinder.com.net.org, whatever it is. Uh, so, so they're in the business of directing people to get abortions, and she's saying at the same time that you will be forced to have a baby, you will be forced to get pregnant and have a have a child, right? Because it's the whole Handmaid's Tale uh, nonsense. No, that's that's not accurate at all. It's really not accurate. First of all, it is. 2022 i can't even I, I can't even find how many ways there are to not get pregnant now there are dozens of ways to not become pregnant 1973 1972 maybe a lot fewer ways to prevent the pregnancy but nowadays you got a lot of ways to pre- prevent it. the technology is there that you can take the morning after pill you could take a pill that reverses the morning after pill. You you could do any number of things. Men, men can get vasectomies. Men can, can prevent you from getting pregnant if the male is not able to get you pregnant. To which I would say to, to, to men, really, the responsibility is yours in this in this equation. If you if, if if you um really are a pro-life male, don't have sex. Don't have sex and don't get women pregnant. Birthing people, whatever the terminology is today. My point is, so she's making this contention that everybody's going to suddenly be forced to have a baby. A little, little overblown. L- little, little exaggeration from her. But nonetheless, this is the sort of stuff that you're hearing out there as part of the public dialogue. Kirsten Gillibrand, who ran for president and I think got a negative number of votes. I think she actually contributed votes to other people because she's such an unqualified person. Now, she's from the state of New York. She's in the old Hillary seat. Uh, yesterday, the Supreme Court didn't believe in states' rights when they want to set common sense common sense gun safety laws today they believe in states rights when they want to attack our reproductive freedom this court no longer represents logic equal justice or the will of the people ah see that's a problem kristen gillibrand because the second amendment rights are enshrined in the constitution the abortion rights are not you should introduce a constitutional amendment to protect abortion rights that's what it comes down to folks it's very simple it's very simple You want the quick take of this segment? That's the quick take. Go and get your constitutional rights back. You have that power unlike any other place on this planet. You can get your constitutional rights back. You just got to put in the work. I'm Brett Witterball. It is The Dana Show.
2: Want a behind-the-scenes look at The Dana Show? Subscribe to Dana's chapter and verse newsletter for a deeper dive in all things Dana at danalash.com.
1: It is the uh, Dana Show. I'm Brett Witterbo. It's great to be here with you. Maxine Waters is telling people to fight, quote, the hell with the Supreme Court. We will defy them. You ain't seen nothing yet. Wait, didn't they impeach Trump for this? Didn't they impeach Trump for trying to to incite an insurrection? There's crazy Maxine Waters, Wiganall standing right there uh, along with, uh, what's his name, the guy from Texas, Oh, my gosh, I can't remember his name. The one who was uh, impeaching Donald Trump every 15 minutes. Uh, At any rate, she's standing there. She's screaming at the cameras. She's screaming at the microphone. I think she's like 92 years old. And uh, she's saying, to hell with the Supreme Court. We will defy them. You ain't seen nothing yet. Remember, she was going to go down to the uh, White House and take him out. Remember that? Remember, when you see them out in public, you make a scene, you surround them, you tell them they're not welcome in this country anymore. All that, right? Well, remember, she celebrated and had a party for Anthony Football Williams, one of the guys that nearly murdered Reginald Denny during the, uh, during the riot. Oh, wait, wait, she didn't call it a riot. She called it, she called it a, an uprising in South Central. So this is a person that goes around um, calling for violence, calling for, for, for insurrection. So, Kevin McCarthy, she is a member of your delegation. She is a member of your delegation. Adam Schiff is a member of your delegation. Eric Swalwell is a member of your delegation. You want to be the Speaker of the House, right, Kevin McCarthy? Then I think you ought to come out publicly and condemn Eric Swalwell for his lies about Russia collusion, Adam Schiff for his lies about Russia collusion and distracting America away from the coronavirus pandemic so that they could do the uh, Ukrainian impeachment issue. And Maxine Waters, who's been calling for violence against Supreme Court justices and members of the administration in the last four or five years. And so here's what you've got to do, Kevin McCarthy. You've got to say, if elected and if I become the speaker, I will introduce a resolution to expel Eric Swalwell. I will expel Adam Schiff and I will expel Maxine Waters from the House of Representatives. We will put them on trial. We will give them the crooked judge treatment, and they will be bounced. And you will look like you are a solid patriot, there, uh, uh, M- McCarthy. You know why? Because he's actually he's actually bumping people from his own delegation out. Okay. That's what he's gotta do. He's gotta say, we are not gonna put up with this any longer. You, Adam Schiff, distracted the country from coronavirus. You never held a single intelligence hearing when it came to the coronavirus. You never uttered the word China, uh, 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 Eric Swalwell. You uttered the phrase fang-fang a couple of times. And Maxine Waters, you want violence, and that is not who we are. Now, none of that is going to happen. N- not not an inch of that. Is going to happen so we have to just understand that this is the way crazy people act when they get elected now I'm going to tell you what I think the problem is with Maxine Waters it's the same problem as Nancy Pelosi and the same problem as President Biden we need age limits at the federal level there is no reason why anybody and I know I know you guys like Chuck Grassley he's awesome he's 90 you you love your die-fi she's like 95 years old these are not people capable of 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 pushing of pushing the government forward these are people who are relics of the past and i am, in my in my humble opinion i do believe there ought to be not term limits age limits for these positions now i know there are people who are going to say i'm being very inconsistent because here i was a couple of days ago defending hammer and hank mcmaster the governor of south carolina who's 75 years old he's 75 He's not 90 and between Biden, who has to literally have index cards to tell him where to sit and Pelosi, who doesn't know where she is half the time and Maxine Waters, who's constantly calling for violence, I think you got a real problem on your hands. Are you going to tell me that a senator over the age of 80 or a congressperson over the age of 80 understands cryptocurrency? They don't understand cryptocurrency. They, they don't understand NFTs. They, they, they think NFT is some kind of a treatment you get at their age because of skin, skin issues. That's not what it is. These are people who are not connected to the modernity of the economy that we live under. They are still offering up the exact same arguments that they offered up in 1980. It was 40 plus years ago. That's 42 years ago. The, the world is a radically different place it's interesting to watch the people making these arguments talking about uh the direction of the country and saying things like well we're not really uh we're not really about individual rights and liberties no we are actually about individual rights and liberties we have an extensive amount of individual li- rights uh, and, and liberties but if you want to ensure them you can't rely on judges J- just to go back to the issue of the Second Amendment. And just to go back to the issue of Roe versus Wade, here's what's important to understand about both of these stories, okay? You are relying on the Supreme Court to make policy because you're too gutless to do it in the House and the Senate. You want it done by a judge because you don't want the consequences. Then you shouldn't be in politics. If you say, let Gorsuch decide it, let Kagan decide it let's Sotomayor decide it No No, you have to decide it you're the person collecting the fat paycheck to be in the legislature You have to be the person that decides that that's why we pay you the big bucks That's why you're out there getting getting plowed every uh, Every Friday night going out with lobbyists and getting paychecks and awesome vacations and all that sort of stuff You have to be responsible for this it comes down to the fact that people fundamentally don't understand what the supreme court is supposed to do the supreme court is a referee it's a referee it's a referee that operates in two different dimensions it operates as a referee between the legislative branch and the executive branch it also referees its own judicial branch for lower courts and and it referees the legislature Versus the people. That's what it's supposed to be—a referee. All right. Was that a flagrant one? Was that a flagrant two? Was that holding? Was he out of bounds? Was was she uh, kicking from the proper position in the corner kick? Did you have hands on the ball? Did you head it? Were you? Uh, those are the things that the Supreme Court. And courts generally, but really the Supreme Court, is supposed to operate as a referee. Nobody goes to the ball game to watch the referee or the umpire. You shouldn't do that. The referee and the umpire should, for all intents and purposes, be invisible. They shouldn't be a part of the game. But we have politicians who think, hey... We're going to write this really stupid bill that's going to restrict your freedom of speech with the campaign finance law. And then whew, the judges are going to uphold it so we don't have to answer to the people who are mad that we passed it. That's how they think. It's how they think. Imagine passing laws. Imagine if you were in the business of passing a law. Say, say something that we can all understand, a speeding law. Right. So uh, the speed limit is 55 miles an hour. But let's say you you decide that you only have to follow the 55 mile an hour speed limit if you see a cop parked on the side of the road. Obviously, that's natural human behavior. But the rest of the time, you're just going 90 miles an hour. And you go, you know what, I'm going to take my chances. I'm going 90 miles an hour down every road unless there's a cop that's going to pull me over. There's no cop that's going to pull me over. I'm going to do whatever I want. And then if they do stop me, well, then I'll say I'm sorry and I'll, I'll stop doing it. Here's the deal. The judiciary is a referee. The players are the executive and the legislature or the people and the legislatures in their states. It's that simple. We can complicate it. We can say it's a whole bunch of other things. We can say that they have a special mission. That was all created by people who desperately wanted to pack the courts and make sure that they would become a super legislature more important than the Congress. Oh, well, we can't win fights in the Congress. This is what court packing was about. This is what the Stitch in in Time Saves 9 is all about. Well, then what we'll do is we'll just embiggen, made up the word, embiggen, the court and that way we can keep the legislature and the Senate in total check with 27 Supreme Court justices or 19. The founders never wanted it that way. They wanted this body to sit there and say, president, you were wrong to exercise this authority legislature. That's a discrimination and an undercutting of the Supreme of the uh, Bill of Rights. You don't get to do that policy. For a long time, it worked well. You got into the popular media world. You got into the mass media world. You got into the activism world. And suddenly, all of it warps. Why? Money. Money and power. You can't rely on the referees to save your constitutional republic. Because before you know it, it will devolve into a pure democracy, which means chaos in the streets. I'm Brett Witterbull. You're listening. To the Dana Show.
2: Listen to the Dana Show live on the Odyssey app weekdays noon to three PM Eastern Time.
1: And it is the Dana Show. It's Brett Witterbull in for, and I appreciate all the uh, all all the opportunity you've given me to be with you on uh, these last couple of days. Uh, you know, I want to take this opportunity to, well, what do you say, Steve? We get a look at uh, today in stupidity.
2: All right, uh, you guys were talking about this earlier, but. Uh... Maxine Waters was out at the Supreme Court, and she uh, sh- she uh, did what Maxine Waters always does, <laughs> and that's uh, threatened. So here's the audio from there.
1: You ain't seen nothing yet. Women are going to control their
2: bodies no matter how they try and stop us. They hell with the Supreme Court. We will defy them. Women will be in control of their bodies. And if they think black women are intimidated or afraid, they got another thought coming.
1: Wait, 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 a minute. Hold on, Maxine Waters. Nobody brought race into the abortion issue. Who brought race into the, I mean, the only person that brought race into the abortion issue was Margaret Sanger, because she was a racist over Planned Parenthood. She didn't like people of color. What do you, what do you, if you think black women are going to put up, first of all, as I went through the statistics earlier, women of color and white women, especially college-educated white women, uh, they, 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 they are uh, most likely to get an abortion. And that's right. That's the case. And so now she says, well, we're going to we to hell with the Supreme Court. Well, that's good to know. That's good to know you're laying down a marker like that, 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 that to hell with the Supreme Court. I just, it's uh, just the worst thing. That I've ever heard in my life. I want I to. I want to depart all this pleasantness of what it is that's happening in the uh, in the world of politics for a moment. Okay, can I can I do this, uh, Steven, You've been a phenomenal, phenomenal producer here uh, these last three days with me and I, three days with me, and I've I've so much appreciated it. I have to ask you a quick question though. It's 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 a very simple, basic personal question. Are, are you somebody that goes to like music festivals, like rock concert festival things like that? Oh yeah, all the time. Okay, so you do. this, so you do the festival thing, right? So you know, you know, there's like a you got Coachella, you, you got, uh, you, you know, you you got a number of different sorts of things like this, right? And you know, it can be hit and miss, right? Especially in the summer, right? Yeah, sometimes you got you got great amenities, sometimes you have terrible amenities. You you, you want to get those portasans early. You don't want to be, you know, it, it gets a little bit rough. Well, Glastonbury is happening again. You know, that, uh, that, that festival they do over in England? That's now happening. And people are relaying their experiences at Glastonbury. Because I think we always think of Britain, Britain as, you know, a, a cut above, right? And uh, ancient and awesome and wonderful. Here's how one person recently attending Glastonbury described it. The stench of body odor was absolutely suffocating. I almost passed out at Glastonbury. Washed up tents, heartbreak, and trench foot. These are some of the memories that people have had at Glastonbury. I went to Glastonbury in 2000 when I was 19. David Bowie was headlining. I was so looking forward to it. There was just one small problem being a student. I could only afford to travel by coach. Fine, if I'd lived in the south of England, but that summer I was staying with my parents in Edinburgh a nine-hour drive away. And the journey seemed long enough on the way down and it felt a lot longer on the way back because by the time I was done with the Glastonbury Festival, I hadn't watched in five days and neither had the other people. See, this, I like concerts. I like shows, but I'm not going to go out to Glastonbury. I'm not sorry. I I know I may be alienating people. I'm not going to Cave and Rock with ICP. I'm not going to The Gathering. I'm not going to any space. Because once you get to the summertime, it gets hot, it gets smelly, it gets humid, and it's nothing that I want to be a part of at that stage of the, uh, of the operation. Except for one thing. Except for one thing. Presidential nominating conventions. Those are the best. Because you get around to that You've got every kook, every wacko walking around these towns, walking around these cities. I was in Cleveland in 2016. I was in Charlotte in 2012 for the Obama renomination. You go to these places. It is a a free-for-all, and it is an amazing show, but I didn't have to stay there for five days. That's the problem when you get into these, uh, these sorts of events, these big, huge gatherings, these big, huge events. I was watching Hellfest a couple of days ago. That thing goes on for like, for like a month, for like a month of weekends over in France. Amazing lineups. But nevertheless, I don't want to be out there. Why? It's France, and it's hot, and it's sweaty. That's not what I want to do. I want to relax. So here's what I want everybody else to do. Over the course of this weekend, unplug, uh, recharge, Get ready because coming next week, Dana's is going to be back here spending time with you doing her awesome broadcasting that she does and giving you some of the best analysis anywhere in all of the media. That's a guarantee. I can tell you that right now. My name is Brett Witterble, by the way. I host Afternoon Drive on WBT in Charlotte. If you'd like to stop by and check it out, please feel free anytime. It has been the pleasure of my life working here for the last three days, keeping you all company and informed. What a big week. Stephen, thank you so very much. It has been a true pleasure. Dana, thanks for everything. I'm Brett Witterble. It is The Dana Show.